0: Jim, one of my favorite podcast hosts. (laughs) How many podcasts do you listen to?
1: Probably not that many, (laughs) if I'm your favorite. But yes, uh, here we are with Little Things First.
0: Little Things First podcast. Hopefully your
1: favorite podcast. We're
0: working our way that way. And we are here today, Jim, to talk to, I don't know if he's Joel or Joel, that he is actually a Principal of the Year in Michigan at an alternative high school. And we haven't really talked very much about alternative high school options, uh, especially at that secondary level. And so I'm excited to hear about the things that he's been doing at his school.
1: Yes, this is great.
0: Okay, let's try and give him a call. Hello? Hello, is, is, is this Joel? Are you Joel or Joel? Joel. Joel. This is Tracy Van with the Little Things First podcast. We are so happy to have some time to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Joel. Coming.
1: This is Jim Martin. I'm, I'm uh, the co host of the podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Hey, Jim.
0: We're so excited to hear more about you, and one thing we shared uh, in a little intro was we just have not talked as much about the needs of our students who benefit from having an alternative high school setting, and that was one reason why I was glad you were willing to come and talk with us. So first, tell us a little bit about you, and then tell us a little bit about your school.
2: Um, Well, I I was born and raised in Upper Michigan, a small little town, and and I've been lucky enough to... uh, work in the same small town, so it's been really neat. Um, I actually found my way into alternative ed by accident. Um, I, I started college, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I took some time off, and the superintendent of high school I graduated from um, asked me to come in and start working with some kids, so I did and found out that I absolutely loved, loved working with kids. I, I actually loved helping kids that struggled. So um, I ended up going back to college, getting my education degree, and I got a job Uh, right out of college working in Lake Linden. Um, I graduated with a social studies and PE degree and I ended up working as a special education teacher. Um, So I had to go back to college and get my master's degree in special education. And I worked as a special education teacher for 12 years, uh, discipline officer as well in that school as we didn't have a principal uh, the last four years I was there. And social studies teacher and PE. So it's kind of all over the map. And then the Horizons job opened up and I applied and got that job and been there ever since. Absolutely love working there. It's the best job I've ever had. And we have some great people to work with.
1: So that's kind of a little background. Now, did you say how long have you been at Horizons? Uh, This is my fifth year at Horizons. Fifth year. Okay. Great.
0: So, tell us about Horizon. You said it was a little smaller school, but tell me about the the kids that go there. How they end up um, into you know coming into your school, and even just like the selection of your staff.
2: And so we um, we used to have an alternative school in our area called Bridge, and Calumet decided to start, and, and that was on the um, south end. And Calumet decided to start their own up on the north end for a middle school, and eventually it transformed into a high school. Um, and we have about seventy students, um, give or take, you know, ten or fifteen students here and there, depending on on the year. But overall, we um, take students from all of our area schools, um, and you you apply to be there. But we, we look to help students that are struggling, um, whether it's academically, whether it's socially, you know, the social emotional aspect, um, whether it's from being bullied or, or or something like that, and and we look to help that group of student. Um, be able to find their way through school and, and eventually graduate and become successful beyond graduation. Um, and we have a great staff. We have four core teachers um, to teach the core areas. We have a computers uh, person that comes in and, and does odd work because we don't have a PE um, and a foreign language. So she does Odysseyware classes for those students. And then we have a special education teacher as well. Um, and so we're very small. Um, but it, it's, it's a great, great uh, environment to be in. The, the teachers are very invested in the, in the system, and we are part of a bigger school, a Class C school, uh, Calumet Public High
1: School. So um, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of fun. So how do students end up with you?
2: <clears throat> so with, if a student decides that they, they are struggling um, or a principal decides they're struggling, or a parent decides they're struggling, they'll apply to come to our school. Um, and we'll we'll take um, the the first come first serve basis, and we'll we'll have a capacity of about seventy. So we'll have about fifty five in building, um, and then uh, the rest will be online.
0: And like is it we all have
2: an online, online so, program as well? So
0: nice. Is it all high school, or do you have any middle level students that come your way?
2: No, it is all ten through twelfth grade. So you are, you will have to have uh, at least tried ninth grade um, before you can come to us.
0: Mm-hmm. I worked uh, for a little while, Joel, in a comprehensive high school, and there was a, there, you know, an alternative high school in our town, too. And I know that there was always such a struggle about um, graduation rates. And often at this comprehensive high school, people were so grateful. Because those alternative high schools would take those kids that we were worried weren't going to graduate and it was going to hurt our numbers. And do you ever feel that there's that kind of struggle going on between your work and the comprehensive high school and the fight for graduation rates?
2: No, uh, you know, our area is is really, really unique. I I, I believe that most of our area schools um, really do focus on the student first. Um, And so we have a, a, a great opportunity for a lot of the kids in our area. Um, and so there isn't much of a struggle. I, you know, I don't ever get a phone call saying, Hey, you know, we, we have to move this kid up. They're not going to graduate. We're worried about our numbers. Um, our area doesn't seem to be worried about that as much. You know, the state testing, it's, it's always in the back of your mind, but mm-hmm. they're worried about the student. Um, you know, it's a close knit community. Everybody kind of knows everybody. So, nice. you know, it's, it's a lot about the students. Um, and, and the, the state testings are, you know, is important. The graduation rate is important, but, um overall that it, it doesn't seem to be the reason kids are placed um, with us.
1: so what are the little things that you found have made a difference for those students that maybe are struggling to be successful in a more mainstream high school? So what is it that you and your staff do that really resonates with those those young people? Well, I think um you
2: know i I learned I, the first year I went there I, I'm more of a disciplinarian. My background is disciplinarian, um, kind of strict. You, you kind of do, you know, this is what you do and you do that. And if you step out of line, you, there's a consequence. Um, and I took that mentality up to horizons in that first six weeks. And I was, because that's what I was expecting, right? I, you, you have an expectation when you walk into an alternative school that you have to be very strict. And about six weeks in, one of my teachers pulled me aside and said, uh, Joe, this, this just isn't working. Um, you know, we, we have discipline issues every day and I really had to sit back and think, I really had to re reevaluate what I was doing. And, and so I sat down with my staff and, and we had a good heart to heart and, and we came out of that with a different mindset and, and the mindset was a student first approach rather than come down on kids for discipline, rather than, you know, um, if they're not showing up for school coming down on them, we started saying, okay, why aren't they coming to school? Or, or why are they acting out? Or, or why are they why are they frustrated and yelling in class? Or, or why are they swearing? And And so we coined it as a student first approach in that uh, about five years ago. And man, it really changed the way I looked at education. It changed the way I looked at kids. It, it changed a lot. Um, our staff changed a lot. And, and we kind of developed um, or started looking at the, the trauma stuff and the, the SEL stuff um, mm-hmm. as we went on. So we started going into that, uh, down that road. And and I think that's what resonates with our students. So you know, we, we were very fortunate about four years ago, uh, Darren Kinnan, our social worker, uh, pulled in an individual by the name of uh, Jim Henry. Jim Henry works at Central Michigan University and he works with trauma. Um, trauma based education and, and he brought us in and we started looking at the aces. Uh, we looked at that, we looked at aces scores and, and we looked at, um, we watched a couple of videos, um, Paper Tigers, which is just a phenomenal um, video and a documentary and, and a couple others. And and we started down that road. And then um, about three years ago or two years ago, then we ran into an in- individual by the name of Burn Hazard and Bern Hazard has completely changed the way I approach education and the way our school approaches education. And that's the capturing kids hearts program that we brought into uh, CLK schools and then horizons. And so the, the idea of when the kid comes into school, we, we meet them off the bus. As soon as they get off the bus, we are at the front door greeting them. That's our entire staff um, to see where they're at. You know, if a kid's struggling, you can see, you can tell right away. And, and to talk to that student, Mm -hmm. um, we set up stress levels. um, So when a kid comes into, uh, first hour, we have a mentor hour to set up where we talk about stress and stress levels. We have a stress chart of 1 through 10, and we monitor that every single day, and we actually track it every single mm. day. And every single teacher sees it. I see it. So if a student has an average of a, a 3 on a daily basis and they jump to a 5 or 6, I can actually talk to that student immediately and find out what's going on to intervene before some sort of behavior arises. And, yeah. and that, I think they understand that we care, and, and it's it's. It's been very good for us.
0: So you're being kind of preemptive with that stress level, but I wasn't sure, are the students kind of marking their own stress level or are the teachers watching kids' behavior and then determining stress levels? How do you determine that?
2: So the, the, actually it's the student and teacher. So okay. the, the students come in, and that first 15 minutes of, of the school day, we actually talk about stress, and the student reports it. And they report it out loud in front of everybody. Uh-huh. um, within their okay. small groups, it's groups of 10, yeah. um, or less. And the idea behind it was, is we, we first did it privately. And, and I think that it was good, but people weren't opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we started talking and saying it out loud, my, I'm a stress level of five or six, and we talk about it and the teachers report as well. Um, so we monitor the teachers as well. So, and then we talk about, you know, if your stress level is higher, there's, it's, it's going to impact you during the day. And so that kind of opened everything up as, as we go on. So it's in a Google, it's in a Google uh, program. Mm-hmm. And, and so the teacher records it as the student reports mm-hmm.
1: it. That's great because um, it's so important for, well, everybody to just be yeah. more aware of how they're feeling um, to be able to, uh, you know, identify that and to be able to articulate that that's such an important life skill. And so that's great that you've prioritized that. And I just wanted to, to mention uh paper tigers. We, uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to interview Jim Sportletter about a year ago, so um, we're yeah. we're big fans. So uh, yes. it's great that that has inspired your work yeah. at your school.
0: And, and I'm going to go and, back. And to it just... really. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, no, you. <laughs> it,
2: it, it really drive, it, it really has you know pushed us to a, a different level, a different a different understanding of our students. You know, when when somebody does act out, it's it's no longer it's no longer a discipline thing. It's okay. How can we, how can we work to help this kid out? Or how can we, and there are, don't get me wrong. There are issues that there is a consequence, Um, but we try to get them through it and get them to a, to a a level where, you know, we can talk and, and we can communicate. And, and then we, we have the students involved in their discipline. So, you know, we ask them, well, what does this, what, what do you think this equates to, you know, if you were swearing in the hallway, what sort of discipline you think you should have and and so they're really involved in making up their their discipline and and following through with their discipline and stuff like that so it's it's been really positive
0: And that is so powerful to know that you're inviting that student voice to come and be part of that conversation. What's going on? What do you think is an appropriate consequence? And just giving them, you know, ownership about not only the action and kind of making it better, but just also recognizing, okay, now it's done. We're going to move on and, uh, being really supportive that way. I I was going to say earlier, um, this is maybe a, a big thing, but I think it's kind of a little thing if you can build it into your into your culture. And that is six weeks into your work there, Joel. You had a teacher who was feeling comfortable enough to come to you to say, uh, "Hey, Joel, it's not working, right?" And that brought yep. you to this place where you have this conversation as a whole staff. And then you started really looking at what was important and redefining you know, how we're going to support our students first. And, and I just want to compliment you for that because I don't think that that is always there in school buildings where people feel that they can speak openly with their administrator. And um, kudos to you for creating that space, but then kudos to you for receiving the feedback and then using that as kind of a launching place for your building, right, to kind of go to go deeper and look at what we could do together as a community for students. I think that was a really important, um, pivot point for your, for your work there.
2: And, and I've been very fortunate. My, my staff is just, wow, they're, they're unbelievable. And they're not afraid to talk up and and speak out and, and they aren't afraid to fail. That that's been our biggest, our biggest thing is we aren't afraid to go down a path and, and see that, man, that, that was a complete failure. We need to revamp it. Um, and and that's been just awesome. And and I can't thank my staff so much because I, I do, I, you know, I, I push for different things and, and they just keep on going with it. And and they push for different things. And I tell them, I'm not afraid to say yes. Let's try it and see what happens. And, man, they've come up with some great, great programs. Um, we have therapy dogs. We have two therapy dogs in the building, um, which if, if you haven't seen a therapy dog in a high school or elementary or middle school, I am telling you right now, <laughs> Bigger. Find people that do it. Go go to that building and see it in action. It is absolutely amazing to see what happens to a student when they are at a level of an eight or a nine or even a six. If you know they're they're, they're two or three above their their average stress level, they come into the office and they sit down with a dog mm-hmm. and, and start petting the dog and hanging out with the dog. Their stress levels just kind of melt away, yeah. and you can have that important conversation with that student that you need to have where it's not a stressful, it's not tension. It's, it's just a, Hey, what's going on? How can we help? And then let's deal with the consequence after.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, having two dogs of my own I know how powerful how powerful dogs can be and you know just just being a a great soothing source but uh it's great that those therapy dogs are available and it sounds like you have a very innovative uh staff who's willing to and an innovative principal uh in yourself who's willing to kind of take some new projects on and uh, see where they go, and that's that's great. That's exactly what it sounds like what your kids need. So, talk a little bit about your relationship with the the high school, because um, my experience, uh, although limited, with uh, alternative high schools, sometimes they've been a little bit of a dumping ground. You know, where mm-hmm. um, you know it's like, well, this kid's too hard, so we're going to send them over to the alternative high school rather than figuring out ways to really work. Th- with the kids, and so that's always been a little bit of a, a fear of mine. The alternative high schools kind of give some of our mainstream high schools a little bit of an out uh, in not figuring out mm-hmm. ways to to work with all kids, and then also just the de- the demographics of those alternative high schools. Is yours pretty um, well? I mean, usually there are a lot of students of color in our alternative high schools. Uh, does that Define the demographics of your school as well. I mean, is it the same sort no. of dynamic?
2: No. So our our, our school is made up. Uh, you know, we're seventy eight percent free and reduced lunch, um, and that varies from year to year. But we're usually around that seventy five. Uh, we're usually around seventy five to eighty five percent free reduced lunch. Um, as for the as for the students and, and the dumping ground, um, you know, they're they're really. We have a great relationship with all of our area schools. Um, we have, uh, Houghton, Hancock, Calumet, um, Lake Lennon, Dollar Bay, um, on Noggin. so We have a lot of schools that we talk to and, and I have not found one principal that just says this kid's too hard. We can't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like I said, we, we live in an area that really is pro education It's really, you know, just a great, great place to, to uh, raise a family and, and and send kids to school. So um, a lot of teachers and, and, and working in Lake Linden and other places is they will try just about everything they can. They will they will do everything they possibly can. You know, they'll look at 504 plans, IEPs. They'll go through, you know, how can we help them with social work? They'll, they'll call dial help stuff. They'll do a lot of different things. And in the end, they're going to look at what's best for that student. And so a lot of times I'll have parents call me rather than the, the principal and then I'll call the principal of the school and say, hey, um, you know, little Johnny wants to apply to our school. What what do you think? And they'll give me what they think and what they believe. Um, and then we'll go from there. So it, it's really been a um, working together to try and find the best route for the students.
1: I see. And that's great that you sometimes you have that relationship with the community just where they might feel safe enough to be able to call you directly and say you know my child would benefit from this experience um even before the principal or the school so uh that's great
2: yeah we've had you know even in the last i would say three or four years we we get a lot of phone calls a lot of a lot of parents trying to get their kids in if if they're struggling and it it really has been a, a unique a unique experience as in the first year I was there or the second year I was there you know you were kind of worried about you know we we wanted that 50 the 50 students in building and now we actually have a waiting list to get in our building so oh wow yeah so it's really unique in the in the way it's it's being handled and and how it's moving forward so um, you know parents i would say 90% of the time the parents are the ones who call first and then I call the principal, and then we, we come to some understanding. And sometimes we say, hey, the principal will be like, no, you know, I want to try some other things. And I'll call the parent back. We'll sit down we'll have a meeting and say, you know, of wants to try something different. Why don't we go with this first? And if it doesn't work out, we'll get you back in here. So mm-hmm. it, it's been a good relationship.
1: That's great. dude. the high schools ever... Um uh, try to adapt any of the strategies that have been successful in your realm it seems like if those are successful for you <laughs> yeah uh, like knowing aces scores uh evaluating right. stress on a daily basis um greeting students as they get off the bus i mean if those are successful for you are those things that maybe they're willing to try <laughs> yeah so we always kind of laugh
2: we we as the alternative school we was like well you know we're, we're going to try it first and then then the high school or middle school or elementary school is going to adapt it afterwards. And <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, you, a, a completely different way of looking at things. And um, yeah, so we've done a lot of different things with, we had the first therapy dog. Now our high school has a therapy dog. Um, we went through the whole capturing kids' hearts. We, we did the program and meeting kids in the hallway and meeting kids at the door. And now they're doing it throughout. And in fact, our elementary school that we're affiliated with um, in climate is now looking at being a, um, uh, star school for capturing kids hearts and and so there's a lot of different things and we're going down the competency-based education route now and we're doing that and then our high school and our middle school and elementary school are starting to look at that now and say hey how can we do a school within a school so we've been very fortunate and we have a yeah we have a lot of great backing from our board and our superintendents and and yeah it's been great we started in esports. um Team this year, and then our high school adopted an esports team this year. So it, it's been really neat.
1: Now, Tracy, we've interviewed somebody with, about capturing kids' hearts. Mm-hmm. Will you mm-hmm. remind us of what that is exactly? So capturing
2: kids' hearts is uh, what we like to say. Uh, and Vern Hazard is is the one I work with, with, and and Flip Flip, and who who started the the group. Um, they like to say it's common knowledge, but not common practice. <laughs> so. Looking at the student first and, and working with the student and fe- figuring out where the student's at and figuring out where the discipline is coming from, rather than just say, you yelled, here's the consequence. We want to find out why that kid's yelling. Maybe there's something happened at home. And, and I was talking to my teachers and I said, you know, if I, if I get in an argument with my wife, which I never do because she's always right, but if I did, <laughs> I would come to school and I would be stressed, right? And I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to, I, I'd be quick. I'd be quick witted or I'd be quick with anger. I would, I would struggle probably to do my job. I wouldn't be as effective, right? So a student coming and just broke up with a girlfriend or have something, mm-hmm. you know, oh, maybe mom or dad isn't um, um, being a part of that role that they need to be. Or, or maybe, you know, we have some students that are living on their own at a very young age or that they have mm-hmm. children um, of their own. And so those um, stress levels, and, and I, I believe it was Dr. Gorski on your um, podcast um, a little while back, he, he talked about microaggressive trauma and trauma-informed stuff and SEL. And mm-hmm. and so I'm, we look at that and we say, okay, how can we work with the student to bring them to that level of where they feel comfortable? And so it's common knowledge. It's just not common practice. And Vern and would say it um, over and over and over is just, keep on working, keep on developing relationships, keep on bragging. You would always say brag on your students, love on your students, fill up their cups, and they will work for you. They will do whatever they can for you because they believe and trust in you. And, and so that's what it, it has become for us. And, boy, it's been a game changer for a lot of us. In fact, porch Health Foundation is a foundation in our area that's donated over $300,000 now to get every school in our area um, trained in capturing kids' hearts. Uh, So it's been, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing.
0: I love that. And I'm going to go back to that bragging part because I think you're absolutely right. Um, You know, one of my favorite books is Progress Principle. And it just looks at from a research side, just how much we, um, we as like people, thrive on feeling like we're making progress. And so when you're bragging on those kids and when you're bragging on the progress that they're making, it does kind of fill their cup and it does give them the energy and the fuel to keep going. So with that in mind, I I would love for you to brag for a little bit about your work because if you were to like share with others who wanted to create a really positive, supportive, alternative high school option, what are you most proud of in your five years that you've been working on?
2: I, I would say that the thing we're most proud of is our student first approach. I, I think that's the, that's why the, the school has been so, sexful, so successful. That's why, you know, our teachers have, have built relationships. And that, that's why we last year graduated 22 students and six of them are going to colleges. We, we really look at the student first and, and try to address what their needs are. We don't care about academics. We're mm-hmm. a school, and how funny does that say, that we don't care about ac- academics. We worry about the student. And, in fact, a, a, a parent just uh, uh, came in yesterday. We had a couple kids graduate early, so we had a, a new student come in. And I told her, I said, listen, this first month or two months or three months, don't look at his grades. Don't look at what he's doing. Don't look at anything. Just look at his attendance. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And we are only going to focus on him. Getting him back to loving education mm-hmm. again. Loving coming to school. Whether he's working with our laser engravers or working with our three D printers or on the esports team or in the you know student lounge or we we just want the kid to or the student to feel loved, accepted. Yeah. Then we'll worry about the academics part of it. I, I think that if you get that down in any school, not just alternative, but you get that in any school, you will be successful. Mm. And You know, my teachers have taught me that after the first six weeks when I failed, they said, Hey, you know, this is what we got to do. And and they, they taught me a very valuable lesson. And if I went to learn that lesson, there's no way I would have lasted at Horizons. I would have been, I would have been either asked to leave or leave after that first year Mm -hmm. because you can't, you can't expect students to treat you with respect and, and love what they're doing. If, if you don't care about them and show them that you care about them, um, so that that's the most important piece right there, I
0: think. Yeah. yeah. And you
1: were you were nominated by your staff for this award. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, they I, actually, I was working on my house um, this summer, and they gave me a call and said, "You need to come up to the school immediately." And and it's, we're right, right during the summer, and and I said, I, "I, I, you know, it's July. I'm I'm not coming to the school. I got to work on my house." They're like, "You got to come up here right now." So like. <laughs> I'm in a panic. I didn't know what was going on. And, and I, I come in there and I'm all dirty and everything. And then, and they showed me and presented me with the ward and, and man, he, I'm six foot four. I'm about two, sixty two seventy conservatively. And, um, man, I, I couldn't speak, you know, and, and, and to see that my staff, um, did that, it speaks more about them because they've done so much, um, so much for our kids and so much for our school. And, Um, to have them give me that recognition was just, well, you you just, you can't thank them enough, but truly it's, it's them that is doing the work. I'm, I'm the guy in the office and they're the ones who are on the front line doing everything and making sure everything is implemented. And it's my job to make sure that they feel safe, secure, and and able to do their job and and they take care of the kids.
0: Nice. Uh, quick question then: What are some of your next big projects? What, if, you know, in the next year or two, what is it that you're taking on that you're wanting to improve on?
2: Uh, we really want to improve on the competency-based education. That's that's our biggest step. Um, you know, we 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 are looking at the project-based uh, with competency-based education. I, I think that's going to be our our biggest our biggest focus for the next year. Well, next three years. Um, you know, we, we got a lot of things in place to, to go this, this mm-hmm. route and, and mm-hmm. our, our board is uh, uh, going to push it. And so that's our, that's our next push.
0: Nice, nice. And I see that in a few other pockets of our, of our state. And, uh, I think that's a great direction to head really. What do students know? What's essential for them to know? And then how do we measure that? That's going to be a great path I think for you to take
2: yeah we're really excited about it and my my staff is really excited about it so we'll push and see where it goes once again it might be a failure but it it hopefully will become a success we'll see we'll see in a couple of years how it goes
1: well good and then you can you can bring the rest of the high schools along yeah
0: <laughs> they'll mimic you and learn along the way
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you as you if you've listened to our podcast you know the last question that we ask is always um, you know, if you could travel back in a time machine and talk to a younger version of yourself, what advice would you give? So we're posing that question to you.
2: This this might seem like a cop-out, um, <laughs> but I, I, I wouldn't. I, I You know, I've gotten to where I've gotten by accident. Um, you know, I got my first job in teaching by accident. I, I got in, you know, got called in to help kids, found out I loved it. Got involved in special education. I, my first job accidentally, I got it, and, and it, it, it turned out great. Um, Horizons, you know, j- just a lot of accidents along the way have led to a lot of great things. And so I would say that I, I wouldn't go back uh, because this is the best job I, I could ever do. I'm um, working with the, the best people I know. Um, and it's just, I've got a great life. So, yeah, I wouldn't go back and give any advice. I would, I would just, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. So, I think that's where I'm going to stay
0: nice and well, we're great- or not. That's
1: well, what well that's good advice <laughs> be happy with where you are <laughs> I mean, that's awesome.
0: Nice. yep and, and I'm just going to celebrate the angels led you down those accidents so <laughs> that you could be where you are because it sounds like you're doing some amazing work with kids and thank you for sharing your expertise with us and we know everybody we, we know you're busy and for you to share a little bit of your time with us to help all of us learn a little more about how to help kids learn we are so grateful so thank you so much for taking time to be with us today thank you John.
2: thank you for all that you guys are doing it's amazing i love your podcast i'm pushing them out to everybody i can awesome Mm -hmm. job guys thank Thank you very much much.
0: have a great rest of your day you too all right bye